Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 34, recorded Sunday, June 7th, 2020. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again. And thanks for joining me here on Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerpino. Our world has changed so dramatically again in the two short weeks since my last show. I can only hope that we do continue to change to be a better country and a better world. Speaking of change, I'm going to be changing up the show a bit. I'll be moving from my three-segment format to a less regimented approach and we'll let the topics play out a little more. That probably will mean the show runs a little longer. I'll just need to see how it goes. So for today, I'll be talking to my partner here at Scuba Shack, Monty Fitzpatrick, about Save-A-Dive kits, and then I'll come back and we'll look at another early dive equipment manufacturer, Healthways. So let's get started. Well, today I'm here with Monty Fitzpatrick. Monty is uh, my partner here at Scuba Shack uh, here in Connecticut. Um, uh, Monty's a Patty course director uh, here at the shop. And um, again, welcome, Monty, to Scuba Shack Radio. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Hey, yeah, it's been a while. It's been over a year. I haven't gotten you on yet. So uh, this is great having you on the show today. So. Um, so Monty, you know, one of the big things, you know, you, you do at the shop here is really run the whole repair side of the business over there. We've got a lot of stuff that comes in. That we do a lot of repairs on, uh, on equipment, but one of the things that we, we know is that, uh, divers out there, their equipment sometimes fails in the field and they have to do some field repairs on it. And, um, it's always good to have a save a dive kit. So we're going to talk a little bit about save a dive kits today. Um, on that front. So what what are your thoughts about these prepackaged Save-A-Dive kits that you can buy out there? Well, honestly, I mean, a Save-A-Dive kit's a good idea, but the problem with a prepackaged unit is it's really not made for the equipment that you have. Yeah, yeah, you get the wrong mass strap right. or the wrong stuff out there. So so really we we really want to tailor a Save-A-Dive kit for your gear, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so, but there are some things, some basic things that people should have in a si- save a dive kit that are pretty standard. So, so we want to go through some of those things. So, in your opinion, what are some of those basic pieces of equipment we need in a save a dive kit? Well, first off, O-rings are always a necessity when we're diving. One yep. of the biggest failures that people have is the uh, tank O-ring on the valve. Ah, yeah. Uh, you know, very often, uh, you know, they do get a lot of use. Uh, they're exposed to the elements all the time. They do wear out. Uh, we replace them on our annual inspections uh, on every yep. tank that com- comes in. Yeah. 
So uh, a diver should have, you know, three, four of them uh, in their, in their kit, tank, yeah, little, just in yeah. case. And to be careful, uh, if they're enriched air divers, we want to make sure that they have the right O-ring for that. Like the, the right O-ring. Yes, the yep. Viton O-ring is yep. what they want to yeah, use. Yeah, the Viton O-ring, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those are the V-14s. V-14, yes. V-14s or R-14, yep. but they're a little bit bigger if you have a DIN valve. Or yeah, well, the DIN valve is yeah, a little bit, a little bit slightly different. different. Uh, there are several O-rings on a DIN valve. There's the main contact O-ring, which yep. is a very thick O-ring yep. that screws in. And again, if you're a DIN diver, you should, you should have, have one of those yeah. uh, because that's the major failure point on the DIN. And also, there's an additional O-ring. If you unscrew the DIN valve, there's an additional O-ring on the inside, inside that you should have. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, so you got two O-rings there, so you should have a couple of O-rings there, and your shop can help you figure out what O-rings you should have. Mm -hmm. in your Absolutely. They're slightly different depending on the manufacturer. Yeah. So that's the tank and the, and the DIN valve. Uh, what, what other, you know, what are some of the other O-rings that people should have? Well, we also want to make sure for all your hoses, uh, your HP hoses, your high-pressure yeah. hoses, and your low pressure hoses that you have uh, O-rings that where they connect into the first stage, sure. they often will fail. Or if, if uh, for example, the hose gets loose and you tighten, tighten it back it in, you might pinch it. Yeah. So I've uh, done that wanna, before. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we want to make sure we have we have a few of those as well. And remember, the HP, the high pressure hose uh, O-rings, are a different size than the okay. low pressure O-rings. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah, a little bit different. So, so O-rings, you don't have to go crazy with it. You know, I see some of the Save a Dive O-ring kits have uh, neck valves or the tank valve, uh, uh, the neck O-rings, but uh, unlikely well, that you're going to be replacing that in the field. Well, I mean, unless you, yeah, I mean, most people would, replacing it itself, is, it, yeah, it's got to so, be very careful because a lot of people hit hit the, the handle with a hammer and to get it off, and that's yeah, not how you do it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah let, so let your shop yeah, handle don't that. Be, don't be replacing your neck O-ring out in the field, obviously. <laughs> so O-rings, so yeah, get a little package of them. We have them here at the shop, a little package of O-rings mm -hmm. you can get. Uh, you mm -hmm. don't have to go crazy with them. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so O-rings. Now let's go through some of the other stuff. What are other pieces that people should have? Well, without a doubt, one of the biggest failures uh, that you'll see out in the field is mass straps coming, ah. uh, breaking off. Uh, you know, again, your mask is exposed to the elements, it's exposed to sunlight, which is a big killer for, for, uh, for, for straps. Uh, so they do break. And, and again, in this case, we want to make sure we have the right strap for your mask. In it's got to fit. It's yeah. got to fit. And in a lot of those Save-A-Dive kits, they just throw the cheapest thing in there they can absolutely find. And it may work. It may not work. Yeah. So we want to make sure that if you're carrying an extra strap, that it's been fitted to your mask previously so that you can have the proper fitment uh, in, yeah. in, in the field. Yeah. Uh, additionally, you might have Velcro. So mm -hmm. uh, if you have a Velcro strap in there, we want to have a Velcro replacement strap yep. as well. Yeah, so yeah, I usually replace it with one of the slap straps and mm -hmm. then uh, just keep the uh, older um, silicon strap as a replacement. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, if you're like us, we just have an extra mask with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's always an option. You know how many times I've had to give those off yeah, the students? Yeah, we have to give off the students. Yeah. So mask straps. So what else do we need in our save and Well, depending on what type of fin setup that you have, uh, now, right now, very popular are the spring straps, yeah. which, which, again, if you break one of those and you've really done something wrong, 
Uh, I've seen one of the, I've seen uh, one of our instructors have one of those. <laughs> right. Well, I have a set on my uh, on my my old rockets that uh, I've been there probably about fifteen years now. Okay. So they don't yeah, they don't they wear don't out. out. You I, know the I mean? same as mine. Mine are yeah. like eighteen twenty years old, and they're they're the straps. Just exactly. Aren't but if you're going, if you have a set of fins that actually uh, uses uh, you know the 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 rubber straps on them or mm. or. Uh, uh, you want to make sure that you have one that you can replace yeah, with. Yeah, you want the right, mm -hmm. again, the right strap or mm -hmm. uh, fin stra uh, strap for your fin. So exactly. it's very important to, to do that. So mm -hmm. so we want mask, fins, O-rings. Uh, what else do people need? Well, you know, uh, if you're using a snorkel, and a, and a lot of divers that are at more advanced levels sometimes will not bring a snorkel in with them because they consider it to be more of an entanglement issue. But if you're using a snorkel, a snorkel keeper, Yep, uh, is always a great idea yep. to have uh, if you if you want to use that. Uh, again, the snorkel comes generally with a with a a, a plastic uh, keeper which they snap which after breaks, time. Try, yeah. Actually, the best one that I like are the little rubber ones that you can slide yeah, you over the slide snorkel. Right over it. And yeah, it, you know, for a couple very of inexpensive yeah, buck or so. And yeah, and just throw it in your kit and you're good to go. You have it. Yeah. Okay, so we got the snorkel. Um, what about um, you know what are what are some of the other things maybe should, people should have? Okay. Well, one of the things that happens out in the field a lot of times is you find, my gosh, I ripped or I bit through my mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Especially when you've seen that whale shark. Exactly. Right? You're yelling I, at yeah. Or you grind your teeth underwater, either yeah. one of the two. But, yeah, mouthpiece is always a, is a great thing to have. Uh, now, regulator manufacturers have a... A lot of them have a specific mouthpiece that goes with that regulator. For yep. example, we are a relatively large Apex dealer. Uh, and Apex has a comfort bite mouthpiece, yep. which actually sit, kind of sits on the top of your mouth and holds the regulator in. Well, yes, you could replace it with a cheaper uh, mouthpiece, but you're going to see the difference. Yeah, so you want... You, you want to get the mouthpiece that is generally manufactured for your regulator. Okay. Yeah, so you just look at it and say, I need one of those in my Save-A-Dive kit. And your shop would have, you know, if they're selling that particular regulator, they should have uh, the part that goes with it. Yeah, so. but... But you have to make sure you have the zip ties. Oh, my gosh, yes, ties, yes, yes, yeah, yes. We, we yes. live with zip ties, yes. right? You know, yep. so. That's always a good thing to have in the Save-A-Dive kit is a handful of zip ties. So okay. That would be something else that yeah. I would definitely add along with Yeah, and you, don't, well. you can just go to Home Depot and mm -hmm. pick up a bunch of zip ties or your hardware store. Exactly. You don't need, there's not scuba-specific <laughs> zip ties. No. <laughs> um, okay, and then... Um, you know, one of the things that I've had to, to deal with is um, a little bit of an air leak around my high pressure gate, my uh, SPG. Mm -hmm. You know, so typically what, what does that mean? Well, they call, what happens is inside your, your uh, SPG, uh, where your pressure gauge is, as you guys know, the pressure gauge swivels around, right? Mm -hmm. So you can move it in different directions. You can turn it and you know, show your buddy what, what it is and then look at it yourself and it will swivel on the end of the hose. There is a, uh, a little pin in there and okay. they call a couple of different things. You might hear people call them swivel pins. I've uh, always the, called it a swivel, swivel pin. pin yeah. Right. The actual real name is air spool though yeah. is what they call them. Uh, and again, it's when they start to leak, you'll see a stream of bubbles yeah, coming out. Yeah. And they, in the the thing is, they have uh, very small O rings on them. Mm -hmm. They do wear out after a while because, again, it's moving around in there. Uh, you know, uh, they they should be taken apart every time they're serviced and cleaned, and mm -hmm. which we do when sure. we do yeah. a, a servicing. But uh, they do wear out after a while. 
And the swivel pin, you know, you're talking five or six dollars to keep it in your yeah. bank, and it's and it's a two minute job to replace it, and yeah. it will save again, save your save die. Your die. But yeah. again, there's different ones for right. your configuration, yes. so you have to have the right one. It right? depends on the uh, the SPG that you have. They have different ones. Yeah. Uh, there's two ma there's two major ones that 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 they use. But again, you want to identify which one which to have one in your to kit. Have in yeah. your kit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so we've gone through some of the you know, the, and there's other things that people can have. Obviously, mm -hmm. uh, if you go crazy like us. We, we we kind of bring a, a spare dive shop with us. Pretty much, travel. yeah. But, yeah. but you know, so mouthpiece, O-rings, mast strap, fin strap, zip ties, air spool. Um, you know, what what should they have for you know, to 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 provide a little lubrication here? Well, a, a little tiny tin of silicone is is a great thing to have yep. uh, for a few dollars, and your local dive shop should have them. Yep. Um, you know that you just put right on it because any O-ring that you're going to replace, you want to put a little you bit of silicone on it. Put a little bit of silicone yeah. on it before you go. So so we got a basic uh, setup of a save a dive kit. Now you know some of the things you're going to need some tools out there. Mm -hmm. So what what specifically are you going to need, or should they be carrying for tools? Well, I'll tell you. The best tool that you can get in your bag there is an adjustable wrench. All mm -hmm. right, little yeah, little, little, little adjustable, adjustable wrench, wrench uh, that you can put in there. Again, that way you're not having to carry three or four different wrench sizes mm -hmm. in there. Uh, and the big thing with the adjustable wrench is make sure you keep it dry and clean because they do rust they up do, after yeah, a while. Yeah, I've had so, that yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. I I actually had two little ones. Right? Yeah, you can carry two little oh, sure. ones with yeah. you. It's like so, adjustable wrench. Uh, what what are some of the other things? Uh, well, it's always good to have a Phillips head screwdriver. A little Phillips head, you know, and then uh, a flat blade screwdriver as well is always a good thing to have. Another tiny little one that, yeah, that they don't they don't take up much room. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then uh, one other thing you might want to think about uh, are what they call a hex wrench uh, if you're going to be taking ports in and out of your yep, your, the Allen, your, the yeah the Allen, Allen wrenches, wrenches right yeah, yeah, yeah I call them hex wrenches but. Um, they uh, they have a standard size for most ports. Uh, majority yeah, yeah. of the manufacturers use a four millimeter. Four millimeter or five millimeter. Five millimeter if you have an apex, generally is yeah. good. Uh, so you want to have one of those in there. But again, fit it to your equipment because you might have a different size depending yeah. on who the manufacturer is. Yeah, yeah, you can get you can get the little little sets of them. They're they're yeah. really yeah. they're not that expensive, and you just throw them in your in your kit, exactly. your save and dive kit. Exactly. So, um, what about you know? Um, what about some other things like um, you know? I, I carry around a needle nose plier. That's needle, needle nose are really great, uh, and here's why. Uh, first off, you've got a nice reach; and you can get inside things yeah. that are you know that you might not be able to get your fingers into. And secondly, majority of needle nose pliers have a cutter on them. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. Yeah. So if you're going to be putting that zip tie on, you have something you can cut it off. Cut clean it with. off. With. Yeah, so that's clean. always a good thing. So to you have don't need stuff. a lot of tools. You no. just need some basic things out there. A, a couple of adjustable wrenches, the screwdrivers, some Allen wrenches, needle nose, and you'll be good to go oh, with yeah. that stuff. Mm -hmm. So. So we hope today, you know, we talked a lot about your, your save a dive kit and the tools that you might need to get out there. Um, but just having a kit and having the tools is not enough. Of course right? not. You, you, you're going to have to know how to make the repair save in the field. a dive, right? Yeah. You actually have to, have to <laughs> be able to save a dive out there. So what we're going to hope to do here in the next few weeks, um, or starting next week, we're going to start to put some... Uh, how-to videos out on Scuba Shack TV, our YouTube channel with Scuba Shack, um, where you're going to be able to learn how to 
Well, we're going to show you how to replace uh, an O-ring on the, the tank valve in the field. There you go. Uh, we're going to show you how to replace a swivel pin on your HP side on your, for your high-pressure gauge. Okay. We're also going to show you how to replace an O-ring uh, for your low-pressure hoses going into go. the, uh, the first Perfect. stage. Um, we're going to, uh, I don't know, what else are we going to do? Well, maybe you we show them how to replace a mouthpiece. On oh, the mouthpiece, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Sort of we'll show you how to or, do that. You know, and then if we really get creative, we'll rip and strip them. No, we already did that. That's the equipment specialist yep, class, yep. Right? Well, you know, Jeff, you made a good point right there. I mean, we, uh, Patty has a really good equipment specialty class that they, they have. Yep. Uh, we teach it here at the shop virtually right now because, again, of social distancing. But our class is three nights long and it goes well beyond what Patty teaches you. So, so if yeah, so if we can run that, if we can get people signed up for that, we can yeah. do a little bit of that. But, but this was great, Monty. We, you know, save a dive kit. You know, I remember when I started, I had to learn this stuff, and you know, this is this is a good start. But you know, appreciate you coming on today and talking about it, and we really look forward to to the videos that we're going to be out there soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so very much. Yeah, Jeff. thanks. And, and, take care. All right, guys. Have great diving. Bye. 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 Several months ago, I did a segment on Voigt, one of the original five scuba equipment manufacturers in the United States. As a reminder, those original five were Decor, U.S. Divers, Swimmaster, Voigt, and Healthways. And we know that Voigt bought Swimmaster in the early 1960s. Today, I want to continue the discussion on these original five with a look at Healthways, my research took me on some interesting twists and turns. I'll relay what I pieced together, but I'll caution that things, might not have been, things may have been a little bit different than what I present here. First, let's talk about the founder of Healthways. That was Richard Klein. Richard was born in 1906 in Maine, and he enlisted in the Marine Corps at the age of 14. Back then, I guess you could get away with lying about your age. While he was in the Marines, Richard studied calisthenics and bodybuilding. And when he was discharged, he ended up in Atlantic City acting as a strongman. That's when he was discovered by a Paramount Pictures executive who brought him out west to the Paramount Studios, where his job was to make the movie stars look fit. While in his job at Paramount, Richard started a company called Healthways Hollywood, and their tagline was America's Way to Health. The company had a wider range of fitness equipment. In the early 1950s, they had a water sports equipment department that included things like masks, spear guns, and fins, and they called the fins webbies. In 1954, Healthways obtained distribution rights to the LG Arpin Divair Regulator. If you want to learn more about LG Arpin, there's a great article in one of the old Journal of Diving Histories by Ed LaRochelle. You can go and do some research on that. In 1956, Richard hired Richard E. Dick Anderson to establish a scuba equipment department. 
Diver Dick Anderson is an interesting pioneer in scuba, and I'll probably have to do a podcast just on his accomplishments. They're pretty extensive. Diver Dick also brings on Sam Lecoque to help him design Healthway's own regulator. They introduce their double hose regulator and name it Scuba. I guess they copyrighted the name Scuba. I read somewhere that because of this copyright, U.S. divers had to go with the term Aqualong. The Scuba regulator was produced between 1957 and 1959. During this time, both Dick Anderson and Sam Lecoque had left Healthways. Sam started Sportsways, another manufacturer, and produced a regulator that he called Waterlung. The Waterlung name caused some litigation with U.S. divers because they were using the term Aqualung. Don't know how all that uh, turned out. By 1958, Dick Anderson rejoined Healthways, and he was the chief engineer of research um, and By 1960, the company was producing a new model called Scuba Deluxe. Healthways also developed the Scuba Pack Harness, the Scuba Star, Scuba Air, and something called the Snork Air, sort of like a snorkel with a pony bottle on it. By 1962, it looked like the company was developing a line for professionals called Scuba Pro. Well, Richard Klein hired Dick Bonin and Gustave Delavallee to head up this line. But unfortunately, Healthways went into bankruptcy on December 1962. And you'll find that Dick Bonin and Gustave Delavallee bought Scuba Pro for $1 and started what we now know today as Scuba Pro. But wait, there's more. And this is where things get a little hard to reconcile. Richard Klein, unfortunately, died in 1963, but Healthways did not. According to Alec Pierce on one of his YouTube videos, Healthways continued to make regulators for Scuba Pro. I tried to find out more about the bankruptcy, and it took me to a document from the Small Business Investment Company program from August 1963. And there is an entry that shows Healthways of having sales of $2.9 million with 96 employees and a profit of $21,800. It looks like they got some investment money, and the statement said they were on their road to profitability and operating in the black. Somewhere along the way, Healthways was acquired by Eldon Industries in Los Angeles. From what I gather... Eldon was a, uh, may have been a toy company, and it's really hard to find out information about them. In any event, the last thing I could trace was a 1971 scuba catalog from Healthways that showed it as being a subsidiary of Eldon. I also read along the way that they sold scuba equipment to Sears and Kmart in the 1970s. I wasn't able to actually nail down when Healthways ended. So my journey to find out more about one of these original five U.S. scuba manufacturers provided some fascinating twists and turns, and like all all journeys, 
I passed a few interesting side roads. Some I went down, and others yet to be explored. Hope you enjoyed this look at Healthways. That wraps things up for this episode. Hope it was informative. We'll be getting those Save a Dive videos up on Scuba Shack's YouTube channel real soon. In the meantime, please check out Scuba Shack TV. You can do that simply by searching out on YouTube for Scuba Shack, and you'll get to see all our videos. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks with another special episode. Think Maldives. Till then, take care. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <laughs>